This edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Lockdown sent you. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome on in to another edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. As always, I am your host, Gino Camilleri, joining you here as a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day to bring you this fine Thursday edition of the show. We are getting into the midst of draft season. Pro days are going on. Crazy numbers are coming out. We had Penn State's Pro Day today. We had Western Michigan's Pro Day today. I had the opportunity to jump on the Western Michigan Pro Day Media Day, which was virtual, over Zoom today. And I was able to ask Dwayne Eskridge a few questions. And with that, I thought it was a good time to start talking about the second and third round wide receivers and cornerbacks. And one of the areas that has been Howie Roseman's Achilles heel. And here we are again in the year 2021. Now seven years removed from the last time that this team has had a thousand yard receiver. That being Jeremy Macklin. The Philadelphia Eagles are in dire straits when it comes to the wide receiver position and the cornerback position. Right now, there isn't much established at either position. And outside of Darius Slay at the cornerback position, not only is there's nobody that is established, there's nobody there for the future. The wide receiver position at least has bodies and guys that are there on rookie contracts and guys that have a lot to prove. The cornerback position has just been decimated with guys being cut over the last few years, injuries basically ruining guys like Avante Maddox's career and really putting a damper on a guy like Sidney Jones as well. Rasul Douglas never worked out. So here we are talking about Okay, where do we go from here in a year where it's clear this team needs to rebuild? It is clear that this team is not ready to compete. Just looking at the guys on the field alone, looking at the skill position units on both sides of the ball, cornerback being a skill position on the other side of the ball. You need very good technique. You need to understand the game well. You need to be a versatile piece, much like you have to do at the wide receiver position. And Howie Roseman, we thought he figured it out when he started drafting guys like Sidney Jones and Rasul Douglas and back-to-back picks in the second and third round and then goes out there and takes a guy like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside in the second. But if you look at those three picks alone, day two... Howie has seen some struggles, especially at those two position units. And this team needs to get back on track in the worst way possible at both of those units because look at the other teams in this division. At wide receiver, Dallas is loaded. Washington is loaded. 
The Giants are getting much better. They just signed Kenny Galladay in the secondary. Dallas has a good upcoming unit in Trevon Diggs. They have a couple good young safeties there. They just signed Keanu Neal to play outside backer there. The Giants just keep getting better, keep making good signings there in Washington as well. And the Eagles need guys that can defend those wide receivers because the few wide receivers that the Eagles have are going to be matching up against number one guys. So it's going to be right now, if you look at the roster, Jalen Rager versus every team's number one, and then pick your poison past that. But there is this event called the NFL Draft that is happening in just about a month from today. And when we get back into segment two, we're going to touch on some second and third round wide receivers first, and then we will move to cornerback in segment three and figure out some guys that can get on the field, help out this young team, and whoever's that quarterback next year is going to need some guys that can play the position and play it well. But before we do that, we have to give you a message from our friends at Rock Auto once again. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, Fiat's, Kia's, and all the different dealerships. I live literally a mile from seven different car dealerships, seven different makes and models. It is crazy. If you need to get your car fixed, where else would you rather go than right in front of your fingertips and go to rockauto.com? Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAutos.com's prices are the same for everybody and reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than charging prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. And you won't get charged for labor. When you take it to one of those places, you know the big chain storefronts. They will charge you to fix anything when it comes to your car. So go to rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Also have a message from Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best because it is Built Bar Madness. Today's matchup is Mint Brownie versus Coconut Puff. Two of my favorites. There's a reason why they're that far. Mint Brownie and Coconut Puff. Guys, keep doing what I'm telling you to do. Take one of each, split them in half, save one for one day, save one for the next but you get the best of both worlds when you put them together. Go get that coconut puff, that mint brownie, stick them together, and then go to BuiltBar.com or at built underscore, bar underscore Built on Twitter, excuse me, and remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com and check back to see who won today's matchups and who will become the best-tasting protein bar. Built Bar, we thank you for your sponsor. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment two of the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, which brings you Lockdown Today podcast. 
Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. So here in segment two, we are going to be talking about what can the Eagles do on day two and day three at the wide receiver position to solidify that they have a plan moving forward and they have the ability to help out whatever young quarterback is there next year because, my goodness, if I have to watch Joe Flacco play, I will be turning off the TV, and maybe there will be a new host of this show. But don't tell Lou that because I want to stick around as much as you guys want me to and as much as Lou wants me to as well. So where do we go from here? Talking about second-round wide receivers, before we really dig into these guys, I had the opportunity to hop on the virtual media day call with Western Michigan. And I got to actually ask Dwayne Eskridge a question. Very, very cool experience. I have to say, I I was a little bit taken aback at the whole experience. I asked him one, did you meet with the Philadelphia Eagles to that? He said, yes, I did meet with them at the senior bowl. And then secondly, I asked, you look at your tape and you see the stellar release moves you have with your hands and with your footwork who do you really look up to and what really makes you hone in on wanting to harvest that craft and become great at it? And this answer really made me become a bigger Dwayne Eskridge fan than I already am. He might be my favorite player in this class alone. And he said, it is just something that I always took pride in and something that I wanted to get better year over year. Last year, especially our position coach kind of honed in on it. We worked on things like sheds, releases, swipes, continued the footwork. And he said, I like to watch guys that are different than me, that have different abilities than me in how they get open. But at the same time, I like to watch guys that are like me, like an Adam Thielen or a Stefan Diggs, that aren't the quickest guys, but know how to get open in their route running. And man, that answer really stuck with me because when it comes to the NFL, some of the guys that we've loved in the past couple draft classes, I look back to Van Jefferson last year. Not going to be a round one guy. Not going to be a guy that blows you off the charts because he's facing Mac competition. But Dwayne Eskridge, I mean, today he runs a 4-3-9. He said in the conference call he was disappointed he didn't run a 4-2-9, which is insane. He's 5'9", 190 pounds, fits a slot role that the Eagles need. A guy like him... A guy like Rondell Moore, who absolutely smoked his pro day yesterday. Another guy like Diami Brown. Elijah Moore out of Ole Miss, who today ran through the moon. I think he ran a 4-3-4. These numbers are going crazy. But when you're looking at the second and third rounds of this class especially, there's such a wide range of guys that you can go for. There's these athletic slot freaks like Elijah Moore and Dwayne Eskridge and Rondell Moore who all are just athletic individuals who can do basically everything. And then at the same time, there's some guys like Nico Collins, who's six foot four, who put on a show at the senior bowl. Amon Ross St. Brown, somebody who we have mocked to the Eagles in the locked on the mock episodes had his pro day yesterday, cut up beyond all belief. And then a guy like Terrence Marshall, who's the, other guy at LSU, well, I would say the other to the other to the other guy at LSU because there's so many good receivers. Day two and day three is where you can get guys that can come in and play a role right away. Even if they do take a receiver in round one, 
even if they take Kyle Pitts in round one. What Denver did last year, doubling up with Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler, I believe that's a philosophy that this team should continue to look at, especially with how good these wide receiver classes have been, how good the athleticism has been at wide receiver, and just how stacked these classes are that even if you do want to wait and wait until day three where you're able to get a guy like Kay Johnson, who hopefully I can be on the conference call with South Dakota State tomorrow, a guy like Cornell Powell, some of these guys like Shai Smith, who were stars at the Senior Bowl, if you want to get real true talent, having th- four picks in the first two days and the first 84 selections and having 11 picks overall is huge because even if they do take a guy, like say they take Jamar Chase at number six, they still need some athleticism at the slot position. And Say a guy like Dwayne Eskridge or Rondell Moore happens to be there. Kadarius Tony even slips down the board. If you have a chance to do that, you do it any day of the week and three to four times more on Sundays because you're going to need these guys and you're going to need three to four of great to elite athletes at the wide receiver and cornerback position to win in the National Football League these days. I, I look at a lot of these wide receivers that can't run. I mean, you look at Shelton Gibson a couple years ago. He was a four, five, six guy. Couldn't really catch. He was a fifth-round pick. But that athleticism, I mean, you're looking at four, four, five guys on day three. So guys that run 4-3-9 and 4-3-4 like Rondell Moore and Dwayne Eskridge and Elijah Moore, these guys, yeah, maybe you want to take a different position in round two. But if you could double up, get two prime position players on the offensive side of the ball, one on day one in either Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, or Jalen Waddle, if you would like, or Kyle Pitts, and then double up and take your pick of the litter with the rest of the guys in round two. Tylen Wallace, we haven't even mentioned a lot on this show. Somebody who came back for his senior year, has continued to get better, does have some injury questions, but his downfield ability speaks for itself. A guy like Seth Williams at Auburn, Demetric Felton at UCLA, Jalen Darden, one of Lou's favorites on the show. Dez Nusa. There are so many wide receivers that you can get help from in day two and day three. And there's probably going to be, I would say, 13 to 14 wide receivers selected in the first 100 picks because there are that many good ones. And then there are that many teams that need help at that position. And I can't wait to continue to talk more about these guys and more of the mock drafts as we go through more of the pro days get more questions asked to these guys, get closer to the draft. I mean, we are literally a month away from finding out what the Eagles are going to do, and I really hope they do take that method of doubling up in day one and day two, taking either Pitts, an offensive weapon, or any of the wide receivers, and doubling up at wide receiver in day two. And the great thing about that is they could also do that in the secondary because they have four picks in the first 84 selections, something that is going to greatly increase the Eagles' odds to get back into competition in the NFC East and hopefully for a Super Bowl quicker rather than later. So come on back for segment three as we talk about the other side of the football where we talk about the secondary and cornerbacks, primarily corner because they need some bodies 
and they need some help at that position. But before we do, we have one more word from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. World Cup qualifiers are going on as well right now. We have Premier League action, any type of soccer league that you want. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality television. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It is the best way to place your bets, and it is free to sign up. Head to the website to use our mobile device, to or use your mobile device, excuse me, to sign up today and receive 50% additional welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts use the promo code locked on to get that 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. All right, everybody, welcome on back as we finish up this edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. As always, we are brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network who also brings you Locked On NFL Draft. Are you ready for the NFL Draft? That's what we're talking about today, folks. So clearly you are if you are listening to this show. Join Locked On NFL Draft hosts Trevor Sycamore and former host of the Locked On Eagles podcast, Benjamin Solak, as they give you their latest positional rankings and analysis of the 2021 prospects with team-centric guest mocks right around the corner. Follow the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast on radio.com app or wherever you get your podcasts today. Finishing up the show here, guys, talking about the other side of the ball and really what the Eagles can do with four picks in the top 84 and how Howie can redeem himself here. How Howie, that's a that's a tough thing to say. How Howie, how Howie, how Howie, how Howie. Try and say that five times fast. That's pretty tough. So how can Howie redeem himself and draft better, let's just say a a little bit better than the mistakes of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Sidney Jones, Rasul Douglas. And now we're sitting here. We need bodies at all these positions, at the secondary, at wide receiver. But the good news is, you look at day two in this draft, Greg Newsom might be the first selection on day two at, at 33rd overall. But the good news is there's great players behind him. Eric Stokes ran out of the building in Georgia. Guy is lightning fast. You have an athletic freak in Ifatu Malinfanwu, whose brother was Obi Malinfanwu, selected a couple years ago by the Raiders in the second round. Didn't work out, but he played safety. Ifatu Malinfanwu from a very good secondary in Syracuse. Six foot two, 212 pounds, tackles very well. Fits exactly what Jonathan Gannon likes. He likes long, rangy guys, guys that are six foot one, six foot two, much like Trill Williams, the other corner opposite Ifatu at Syracuse, six foot two, 198 pounds. Paulson Adibo out of Stanford. Benjamin St. Juiced, somebody who I really haven't heard at all being talked about. Redshirt senior. So he's been at Minnesota for five years, six foot three, 200 pounds. Does it all, tackles, extremely lengthy. They can really turn this around really quickly. And the thing is, all of these guys are athletes too. And we haven't even talked about safety yet. You have guys like Richie Grant, who if they get Richie Grant or Javon Holland on day two, 
whew, I, I, I'm going to legitimately throw a parade if they get a high-profile safety like either of those individuals. And I would say there's probably one or two safeties selected between 20 and 32, the last part of the first round. Maybe Trevon Morg, maybe a team falls in love with Javon Holland. But at the same time, on day two, when you're picking at pick 70 and 84, or even if you want to at 37, there will be guys like Richie Grant there, Andre Sisco, the third guy out of that Syracuse defensive back core, guys like Jamar Johnson out of Indiana, James Wiggins out of Cincinnati, my favorite guy, Hamsa Nazareldine out of Florida State, six foot three, 215 pounds. Runs extremely well at the safety position, plays multiple positions, could come in right away and compliment a guy like Kevon Wallace, playing a system with Anthony Harris, playing a system with Rodney McLeod. And the thing is, that's what's going to have to happen at both the cornerback and wide receiver positions. All of these guys I mentioned are good players, but the thing is, are they the guys for your system? A lot of these guys I tried to mention should fit into Philadelphia, but at the same time, I've been wrong. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, Sidney Jones, two of my personal favorites, I thought would work out very well. But that's the thing about the NFL draft. Nobody knows it. Nobody has it as an exact science. People are still guessing. People are still taking swings. But to have four swings in the first 84 picks is huge. If you walk away with two receivers and a defensive back, two defensive backs and a receiver in three out of your first four selections, I wouldn't be too surprised. They're two of the biggest positions in need. And the thing is, they correlate with two of the better positions in this draft. You look at defensive line, edge isn't the greatest this year. Defensive tackle isn't the greatest this year. Linebacker, yeah, the Eagles don't really go that high at linebacker. Offensive line, they could, but I mean, they have 12 guys signed through next year. It looks like the most likely selections are going to be in the defensive secondary and the wide receiver positions. I hope they are because our quarterback, whoever it is, Jalen Hurts most likely is going to need a lot of help there. Regardless of your ability at quarterback position, you can't be playing with guys like Jalen Rager and John Hightower and Quez Watkins. You need more than just that, especially when you're playing tandems of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb. Don't know if you ever heard of that guy. It'd be nice to get another guy that we can match up one-on-one against the best corner, like Trevon Diggs for Dallas. You look at a guy like James Bradbury in New York right now. All these teams have good players. We need good players to combat it, and not just good players, great players. You can do that in day one, but day two and day three is where it really matters. So how will Howie do it? I don't know, but I sure hope it's with some of those guys that we mentioned on today's show. Sure hope it's with some of those guys that we have mocked to the Eagles in many of the mocks before this and many mocks to come because we still have a month left. Plenty of mock drafts to come. Plenty of more time to talk about the draft and plenty of more episodes of the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So thank you, everybody, for joining me today on this what should how we do in round two and round three. What is day two going to be about? It's going to come down to making the right selections. And I hope you guys followed along. 
all draft season right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You guys know where to catch us at LockdownEagles.com. Google the Lockdown Podcast Network. Get the podcast at Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Radio.com, anywhere where you guys get your podcast. Please follow along on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DBLCLOE, at GC24 underscore football. We will be doing tons of these virtual pro days coming up, so we're going to try and get as many quotes as we possibly can from a lot of these prospects. Lou was in. Mississippi State's got some information from Kylan Hill yesterday. He was in Ole Miss's today. I was in Western Michigan today. Hopefully, I will be in South Dakota State tomorrow hearing what Kate Johnson has to say. So please follow along, guys. We're here to give you all the great information. Give us five-star reviews so we could continue doing that for you guys here on these airwaves. So thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And fly, Eagles, fly.